I'm Jared Dillian at the Be Smart Podcast. We're here with our longtime guest, David Mann. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. How about those Yukon Huskies? Wow. The women or the men? No, the men. Oh, yeah, they did good. They, they dominated. They steamrolled through the bracket. Yeah, it's weird because they were just a four seed. I know. They were... I was looking. I was looking back at their record, like I'm like, how did they become a four seed? That didn't make sense, because the big they're in the Big East. The Big East is loaded. Did they win the conference? I don't know if they did or not. I don't know if they. Maybe they lost the tournament game. Maybe they didn't win the conference. I don't know. Well, you know, this is this is a big deal for me because I'm from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And I didn't go to UConn, but like all my high school friends did. Mm-hmm. And UConn now has won five championships. In the last 25 years, which makes them the, the winningest college basketball program over that time period. They've kind of been forgotten about the last five, six years. Well, I, I mean, mean, Calhoun left. Right. And then Kevin Ollie took over, and he was terrible. They Did they win one, or did they go to a championship with him? No, not even close. I thought they won one with him. Like his first really? year, second year, with all of Calhoun's players. and That and, could be. And then they went to shit pretty quick, because... You know, he didn't. Well, he supposedly he got caught uh, recruiting violations or something, which at the time was frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, go UConn. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. They say the women will be pretty good next year. And I was sitting at my desk watching the Yankees today. Yeah. They, MLB.tv. I was watching the game. Are they rolling? Are they They're still? four and two. Yeah. I saw they lost last night. Yeah, um, the Phillies needed to win a game, though. Yeah, they're four and two. Um, I don't know; they look good. And honestly, this mix and match pitching rotation they got looks pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm actually kind of bullish. Well, we'll see. I, I it's go Cubs. I don't know. <laughs> so now we're both fat. Yeah. Well, you're fatter than me. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Are we about the same? Are you fatter? I'm probably. Well, I'm shorter. All right. So, you're, how tall are you? <laughs> five seven. You're five seven, and how much do you weigh? Two thirty five. All right, and I'm six feet, and I weigh two forty. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm fatter. Now, when we were playing racquetball, I weighed about two fifteen. Yeah, I I remember you being down at close to two hundred at one time. Yeah. Your your head looked enormous. What? <laughs> That's what I got accused of. I, one time I lost weight, a bunch of weight, and my friends told me like, "You look too, you look dumb. Your head is too big. Like you need to put some weight back on." It's like an orange on a toothpick. Yeah, it looked like Darth Vader. It's got its own weather system. <laughs> oh, no, you said your head looks like a five-gallon gas can. <laughs> Uh, my head is so big that you'd rather, uh, have my head full of nickels than win the Powerball. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. So, so we're fat. I just had a doctor's appointment. I I gained a little bit of weight from the last time, but, uh, I'm actually in pretty good shape. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, I'm. But the reason I want to lose weight is from my back. It help my back feels better when I'm not too overweight. So, yeah. But, but I've been going to the gym. I go to the gym. Really? Yeah. With Planet Fitness? Mm-hmm. Yep. Get some Tootsie Rolls on the way out. What do you What do you do at the gym? 
it's all core stuff mostly. I just do lower back crunches, and then I do like some leg work, and then I got one or two exercises I do from my shoulders. Just Did the to... doctor tell you to do this? No, it's just, you know, every time I've hurt my back, I've gone, you know, if I go to see somebody, then they give me some exercises to do, and then, I don't know, it's just... It's just easier for me to go to the gym and do them, and, and so it's it's a lot of just stuff that I. It's kind of my my own kind of program, really. But it's it's it helped. It's helped. I actually hurt my back a couple of weeks ago, and then, but it like I recovered really quick. Like it used to be, I'd hurt my back, and I would be it take me a couple of days to where I could really do anything, and then, but I recovered real quick, and so I I, I owe that I I feel that the working out's been helping. So I, I get a membership to Planet Fitness, and I haven't set foot in there in like six months. Yeah, I know that's the that's how they make their money. That's I how guess. they make their money. Yeah, yeah. twenty five bucks a month, and do you get the twenty five or the yeah, ten? The yeah, twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I do that massage chair. The everybody likes a massage chair. I, I don't love, get it. I love it. I do the tanning. Well, I <laughs> I don't do well. I I don't know what that does for you, but but you if it don't you think it makes you feel better? Yeah, it, it makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah. I've never tanned. You don't want to try it? Do you have to get naked? Well, you can wear your underwear. Yeah, I don't know. Something weird. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard those those beds, the light maybe not good for you. I don't know. Could cause cancer. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I I work outside all the time. I don't really give a shit about you know as long as, as long as my head is tanned and my arms. I mean, look at my, you know. You got a farmer tan. I got a farmer tan. Yeah. So, I'm all right, and I wear cargo shorts all the time. So you know, I got a good. You, should, you need to start wearing cargo shorts. You get more sun. I threw out my last cargo <laughs> shorts like three years ago. I don't have any cargo shorts. Yeah, I had to buy. I had to buy some new shorts last year because I got too fat. So I weigh like I weigh two forty three right now, and at my fattest, I was up to two fifty four. Yeah, and I had to buy new shorts, and I bought like size forty. Well, Which that's is, what I wear. Oh, uh, it's depressing. Man. It is depressing. Yeah, when you got a four and that, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm over it though. I'm over it. I bought years ago. I had to buy pants for teaching. I had to buy khaki pants, and it was like I was so used to wearing a 38 waist. I'm like, I'm buying 42 waist khaki. Were, were pants. you were you fatter back then? No, it's just those pants don't fit. You know, I guess they assume people that dress nice are in better shape. Like, I don't yeah. know. But no, it didn't. It was hard for me to find good good pants to wear for teaching. So last year was your best year ever for your business. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, because we, we bought a house and I had to like, I had to sell. We had to basically liquidate and then my partner left. So we had some properties that we were holding on to, but we sold everything. So what's it going to take to have, what's it going to take to do better? Um, I don't know. Just buy more, work more, work harder, sell more. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's no, I don't know. There's no, um, for me, there's no formula. I just have, you just got to find, you got to find the right property because you can buy a property and not make any money and. You, you wasted six months and got nothing to show for it. Yeah, but the, I don't. I'm not worried about your ability to find undervalued real estate. Like you're pretty good at that. Well, it's been. It's just. It's just harder now. 
it's hard. They're hard to find. I mean, they're just hard to find. Like there used to be, you know, years ago there were 250 properties at the auction every month, and then it got down to, you know, slowly, you know, got down to, you know, 175. You know, when there were 50 properties, like when I started five years ago, there'd be about 50 to 60 a month. All right, this month there's eight. Oh, so it's like. There's too many. There's too many fish in the pond. Too many assholes. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no room there for me. So I'm like, I've got to be more, just creative. More creative, you know. Get, you know. Right now, I'm looking for a piece of land, you know, or if I can find something. Well, here's 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 the reason why I asked, okay? Because you look at me, you're in my office. It's me, and I got an office across the hall. My intern's over there. He's not there now, but I have an intern. And that's it. I, it's it's just a, it's a one man job. It's a one man shop. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do it that way is because I don't have any organizational skills. Yeah, I'm like not. I can't build an organization. I can't I can't scale this up. I can't hire twenty people and do their health care and do have HR policies and all mm-hmm. like that. Just like that's way beyond my abilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just. So I really like it that I'm just a one-man operation. It's very simple, and that's the way I like it, you know. But I'm not that. The problem with that is that it means I can't really scale. You know what I mean? Like, let's say I hired somebody else to do marketing, okay, and I would have to pay them 150 grand a year to do marketing. Well, they might be able to get more business, but I'd have to pay them 150 grand a year. And that's a risk, which I don't really want to take. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's really what it comes down to. And from your standpoint, like, you know, I, I know you pretty well. And you are just allergic to doing administrative stuff. Like dealing with taxes, dealing with paperwork. Like you hate doing that. Am I right? Yeah, pretty much. So if you got somebody to do that part of the business and it freed up time for you to go look at properties. Do you think that would have a multiplier effect? Um, probably not now. I mean, right now the only thing keeping me from looking at properties every day is just, I'm working all the time. I'm still renovating this house that we bought, still working on the house. So I still got like, you know, a few more weeks of work to do on that. And then and then I'll get more serious about the land. I mean, I've been looking. I, if, I, if there was something at the auction this week, if there was something there to buy, I would have bought it. Like, I'm, I'm ready to buy something. I'm yeah. ready to do something. So, and I got a tiny home that I'm going to put on some land and sell it. So that'll be, you know, I'll make some money. I mean, I'll make money on it. I got that. I got nothing, hardly anything in that. I mean, that, that tiny home. So it'll be pretty much pure profit you know whatever i make on it so i mean it's gonna cost me a little bit to renovate it but so you know there's that you know and you know it's basically just you know i i could hire guys to do the work and then you know but that's another thing you don't like you don't like hiring crews either i mean i hire people to do stuff but then um you know it's just it just costs a lot of money it's expensive you know to hire you know yeah it's not like it was you know it's like Guys are wanting, you know, thousands of dollars. Like to paint three three bedrooms and two bathrooms, it's thirty six hundred bucks. You know, I mean, it's just like 
well, I can't find a guy that's a good painter for 20 bucks an hour to do that kind of stuff. You know, they're all, you know, they're all just, there's so much work here. Like, there's just, I'd be getting, I'd be getting, I'd be lucky to get a guy that's not drunk, you know, to show up on the job. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I can go through a temp service, you know, and then I'm, then they have to ride their bike to work and then I got to give, <laughs> you know, give them a ride home or, or whatever, you know, it's just always something. But so, you know, I'm, you know, it, I'm just kind of like a go with the flow kind of thing mentality right now. You know, right now it's just, you know, I'm doing okay. And but I, you and I are similar because we both like working on our own. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much unemployable right now yeah it'd be hard to employ i mean just because having two little kids that aren't they're not both in school yet you know and and one with with uh with disabilities and stuff like i mean it and you know my wife is works full-time i have to kind of be a little more flexible so yeah so it's it's just a, it'd be hard for me to have a job right now you know honestly teaching would have been probably an okay job to have now it's just the pay sucks like who would, and the job sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from that, it's aside, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I can't think of really. You know, the the great thing about it is just the schedule. You know, you're off all the holidays. Yep. You get to you know summer, summer, and you know it it would coincide with my wife's schedule, and so it would make. So you know, because we always got places to go, and because you know we got family, Florida and Illinois, so you know we always got to make trips and. Stuff like that, so you know. But uh, yeah, I know Jared. You've been on my ass for years. Like I gotta, you really think I'm under underachieving? <laughs> uh, well, underachieving is has kind of like a negative connotation. But I would just say you're you're not realizing your potential. Maybe not. <clears throat> you know, maybe not. But I think you could make three hundred grand a year, easy. Yeah, probably. But I have to. You know, it's just right now. It's just it's it's. You know, I'll work. I'll I'll get there. I'll get there. But but you know, having a partner for well, maybe once Randall gets in school, when he gets in school, perhaps you know, when the kids get a little older, it does it does make a difference. It does yeah. make a difference. And and you know, and then buying this house right now was a was a setback in time. You know, it set us back on on time. Yep. Because I had to work on the house we sold, and the house we're buying. So I mean, it's just been. You know, I mean, I've had, you know, my dad's helped me a lot. Thank God he's skilled and has some skills and he's helped me a lot. It's saved me a ton of time and, and, you know, a ton of money probably as well. So. All right. Switching gears. I'm not going to bother you too much more about that. (laughs) I have now sold, let me click the, let me click the number. So my book came out, Those Bastards, 69 Essays on Life, Creativity and Meaning, in three days, I have sold 881 copies. That's, that's pretty good. It's so, in some respects, it's good. In some respects, it's bad. Um, it's better than my first two books. Yeah. Um, by a lot. Like Street Freak, which was, you know, a traditionally published book, I only had 350 pre orders mm-hmm. for that book. Like and there was like four months where people could pre-order it. There was only three hundred and fifty pre-orders, and in the first year, I only sold like three thousand something copies. Yeah. Now the book had a very long life and sold for years afterwards, but it got off to a slow start. 
So this book I've sold in three days. I've sold 881 copies. Mm. But you know what? I have you know my my list, my daily dirt nap list. I have over 4,000 people on that list, and I've been telling people buy the book, buy the book. And when I sent out the link, I looked in my statistics, and only 28 percent of people had clicked on the link. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> Like guys, and the thing I don't understand about this, it doesn't make, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like you're gonna pay me 795 bucks for average writing, and I say average because, like, I basically just shit it out there. Like I do one draft, I don't edit it. Like it's it's not it's not great. I mean, it's good, but it's not great writing. Or you could spend eighteen dollars for terrific writing. Yeah, you know. Like and people get cheap about books, which is a weird thing to get cheap about, because they're the cheapest things on the planet. Like, just pick a book off that shelf. There, you have like six hours of entertainment for eighteen bucks. It comes out to three dollars an hour. The cheapest entertainment in the world. Yeah, I mean, or work the way you know it's entertainment is. You're pushing it. <laughs> Paying fast and loose. Depends, fast de- and loose. depends on the book. Yeah, right. Yeah, it depends on the book. Depends on the book. Um, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Reading is just like it's like your favorite ice cream. It's it's everyone has different taste. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about books and selling books and stuff. I think I've. You know, I don't. <laughs> I haven't read as many books as you, so. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to try to guess how many books I've read. but I, These days I do more writing than reading. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if you're listening to this, my book is out, Those Bastards. And go on Amazon and don't buy one copy. Buy two copies. Buy two copies and hand one to somebody else because it makes a great gift. A little bit early for Christmas, but birthdays, whatever. Hang on to that book. Gift it, give it out as a gift. I'm telling you. You're not going to regret it. It's really, really good stuff. It's really good stuff. Yep. Well, and the other thing is most of your subscribers have probably read most of those because they've read all of your – because you, you've sent them before as as, the, as a newsletter, right? Except 10, well, all but 10, right? Well, I don't really know how many people were subscribed to the Substack. It's hard for me to tell. Right. But but like I but I, but like I said, there are ten that were not on the Substack. Right. So, right. but you know, and I suppose if you really wanted to like do something completely stultifying, you could go on the Substack and click through every one and read them. But that's kind of annoying. It's better to have a book. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, well. I'll order my two, and you'll sell 883 before the day's over. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, how many how many of the Street Freak did you sell? Uh, ultimately, somewhere between twenty and 25000 25000 Yeah. That's a lot of something to sell. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. It's not that... I mean, let me put it this way. The... It's... Not many books sell 10,000 copies. Um, with Street Freak, I was kind of hoping for 100,000. Never mm-hmm. got there. Yeah. Um, with No Worries, my new book, which is going to come out next year, I'm, I have, 
I mean, I hope that sells a million copies. I think it might. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's people get into writing now to to try to make. It's a passion, right? It's 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 got to be a passion. You have to love and enjoy it. Like it's hard to because most writers probably don't make a lot of money. Am I right? Yeah, and that's actually. Like, the thing with me is I'm a writer, and I make a lot of money. Right. Now, I do it in kind of an unusual way. I do it through these financial newsletters. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I'm making a living as a writer, and I'm making a very good living. Right. Which most people don't do. Right. Yeah, I would, you know, I read most of these, you know, news sites you go to that these, these journalists do this freelance journalism. I mean, they... I don't think they make hardly anything. Yeah, they make like 250 bucks for an article yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that. it's just they're, I mean, I don't know how they, it seems hard. hard. So that's why you got all this clickbaity stuff and trying to get clicks and all this stuff. And I don't know, it's just, I don't know. It seems like a tough, tough living. You have to just love writing. And so that's, I don't know. Seems tough, but. Well, I mean, with my Substack, if I wanted to make it a paid newsletter, like right now I have 6,000 subscribers. So let's say if I made it paid, let's say 1,000 people paid, which I think is about right. Probably 1,000 people would pay 80 bucks a year. So I would make 80,000 a year off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that that could be a full-time job. Yeah, yeah, you know? sure. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you just now it seems just like you have to have you got to have something that's getting people's. I mean, look at when I think of Substack, I always think of Matt Taibbi. Like Matt Taibbi, I was I've followed him for years, and you know, I never subscribed to his Substack, so I would, you know, I would read his free ones or listen to his. You know, he's he's done some some podcasts, some shows, but I mean, he's he seems to be doing well now. And um, the thing the thing with books is somebody explained this to me recently. Books is like climbing a wall of indifference, right? Because first of all, when you make a decision to buy a book, you know it's going to be a huge investment of your time, mm-hmm. which and not a lot of not pe- not many people have that much time. So you know it's going to be a huge investment of your time. And then if you read 20, 30 pages of the book and it doesn't grab you and you don't climb that wall of indifference, then people just put it on the shelf and they don't read it again. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like, as a writer, you have to get people to keep reading, you know, which is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. The internet is probably, I don't think people read as many books these days either. Like because of the phone, the smartphones and the, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've seen those statistics about just, People that re- used to read books that don't read near as much. And even people that read a lot used to read a lot. Yeah. Don't read as much anymore because it's just, you know, it's just right there. It's too easy to read about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was driving home yesterday and I called my mom. And she, she answers the phone, and I just hear the TV in the background. The TV is, like, so loud. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I'm watching Trump, watching the Trump arraignment. And I'm like, Mom, turn off the TV. Just yeah. stop. Like, <laughs> What channel was she listening to? 
I assume Fox, but Fox, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh Yeah, the night one night I listened, I watched about 30 minutes of some show I had on when I was doing something else, but I had it on the background, but it's just like, oh my god. It's just nauseating. I just can't believe. I just can't believe this is just a thing. <laughs> I just I just I just wish it would just go away. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> Leave him alone, you know. Just let him go away. I don't know. Well, the interesting thing about this is I don't I don't really know what's going on. Like on one hand the Democrats hate Trump, but on the other hand they want him to be the candidate. He's the guy they want to run against. I thought so. I thought so. I mean, I guess they keep saying, well, this won't keep him from running. This won't keep him from running. So I guess they think, well, now if he runs, there's no way he could survive this, you know, because he can't, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, But everyone knew this when he ran the first time. I mean, the Stormy Daniels thing was was known about when he ran the first time. I mean, didn't it come out then? And, no, and nobody gave a shit then, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, we're two very uninformed people talking about Trump. <laughs> I so. guess. Um, when are you going to get some tattoos? Never. You have? You just have something against tattoos? No, I just don't. Just don't want them. I just never had a reason to get one. I don't know. I'm not against them. I'm not people can get them. I'm, I don't care about that. But I just don't. I just don't want to get one. Because I don't know what I would get. I'm well, that's not, what that's what a lot of people say. I have I, no idea what to get. Like you know, I, I just don't know. You could get like the legs coming up the arms with the armpit hair. <laughs> 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 I thought about tattooing the letter B on each butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so when the, the doctor the doctor would think my name is Bob. <laughs> Uh, I would like to get more, but <clears throat> I'm at the point where I can't. I can't get more. Unless, I mean, I can't. I, I, I can get them in places that people won't see. But, for instance, I don't know if you know this, but I have a black cat tattooed on my shoulder blade. Oh, no. Did you have that before all this? Uh, that was actually my last one. Oh. Basically for my cat, Otto. You remember Otto, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So, um,. I got the black cap, but nobody ever sees it. And I don't even see it. Yeah. Like, I never see it. So. You remember lower back tattoos? The tramp stamp. The tramp stamp. Yeah. You remember those then? Those kind of went out of style. They did. They did. And, it, you know, it was weird seeing, like, when I was, you know, I was a non-traditional student. I was in my mid-20s going to college and, like, seeing some of my, I had a couple of teachers that had. Tramp stamps. Tramp stamps. on them. I'm like. Okay, all right. Yeah, I forgot. You were in college when that was a thing. <laughs> it's just like... Or the barbed wire tattoos on the arm. <laughs> yeah, I had a buddy that tried to do that, and uh, he couldn't get past here. You know, the the inside of the bicep, I guess... He hurt was, too much? It hurt too much. So Well, he, look at this. I know. Well, that's that's because you're not a... You, you, Dude, look at this. He's a wuss. Look at this. I know. That had to hurt. That hurt. I bet it hurt. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was funny. So he had barbed wire, like, from here to here, you know? I'm like, what kind of a badass, you know, how much of a badass are you? You know, you got barbed wire that you couldn't finish. 
because you cried like a like a baby. <laughs> so. Uh, so I have a I have a friend at Lehman. I actually hired him onto the desk. He's a Native American guy. He's he's Klamath, and um, he didn't last long on Wall Street. He was on Wall Street for about two or three years. He was a University of Chicago MBA, super smart, but he just. He just really wasn't cut out for Wall Street. And then he moved to Seattle, and he started opening casinos. You said this is a guy you hired? Yeah. To do what? Uh, to work on the ETF desk. You mean you? Oh, you mean when you were at Lehman? Yeah. Oh, I thought you maybe you hired him this week. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah you used to hire him. So anyway, he, he moved out to Seattle and opened, he, he owns, I don't know how many casinos, five, six, seven, eight, nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. They're like strip mall casinos. Yeah. You know how much that guy makes? Um, probably shit tons. $14 million a year. <laughs> see, see why? Now, to me, that seems easier than making 300000 in <laughs> real estate. <laughs> so... But he's Native American, and yeah. he, he can get the licenses and stuff. Well, and actually, he doesn't even have tribal casinos. They're yeah. non-tribal casinos. They're, right. Yeah. So so it doesn't matter that he is Native American? No, it doesn't or? matter. It doesn't matter. No. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That seems... Um, he doesn't get any... I would just think that you'd be... Maybe I watch too many, too many TV shows, but like you'd, be, you'd have to be connected to... like. To, to the mafia or the mob or the government or something like someone's gonna take like i don't know no man it seems dangerous I, I, but uh, it's a legit yeah land of the free home i mean that's yeah that's why we i guess that's why we that's why we have that military to protect <laughs> to, to protect our freedoms to do that shit right so so okay but what is are they like um what do you call them um Machines, like uh, we call them. Slot machines? Yeah, slot machines. We have these in Illinois. He's got slots. He's got table games. It's mostly table games, a lot of blackjack tables. Yeah. They have these in Illinois now. It's legal. So it's like, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I see the problems with it. It's just like, it, it really sucks a lot of, like, there's not much. Some of these little small towns in southern Illinois and stuff, like there's, they're pretty poor and they're really run down. It's like, you put one of those in town, it's like, you're really sucking a lot more money out of that town. You know, yeah. it's just like, ugh, it's 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 kind of depressing. They they're they're depressing to me in certain locations. Well, I'm going to Vegas next week. Yeah, Vegas is that's that's where it's at. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, I need to, you know. But we can't do it in South Carolina, though. No, no gambling here. No, not yet. We talked about that before. Just right across the street from where we're sitting right now, there was supposed to be a a Trump resort, and you know, oh. so, could you imagine? It'd be such a disaster. I, like you know, in Ocean's Eleven, so Danny Ocean, George Clooney gets out of jail. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Atlantic City, he goes in the Trump Plaza, and he goes up the escalator in the Trump Plaza, and there's people in suits and women in dresses, and it's very elegant, very fashionable. And, you know, this it's not really what the Trump Plaza was like, but that's the way it was in the movie. But you kind of have this vision of, like, you know, really classy people at a casino. And can you imagine in Myrtle Beach? <laughs> All the riffraff? It'd be a lot of riffraff. I mean, the, I, would, the, I wouldn't... You'd, There'd have to be security outside because 
I would be afraid to walk to my hotel or walk to my car, you know, if I won, because you know someone's going to be watching you, you know. I mean, I know somebody that got robbed in, in Vegas, but it would it would certainly happen here. We Yeah, we both know that guy. Speaking of which, there was a tech executive in San Francisco. I can't remember the guy's name. He... um. He started Cash App. He was the founder of Cash App, which mm-hmm. is, you know Cash App, right? It's like Venmo. I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was working on a crypto project, and he was walking down the street in San Francisco and got stabbed to death. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't know that. And this happened, like, yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, so They knew who he was, certainly, you think? No, honestly. Just random, you think, random? Well, we don't, I don't, nobody has the details yet. Yeah. But it was like 2.30 in the morning. My guess is it was some, I don't know. But nothing good happens at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. You know. My, I think it was just a random crime. Let me put, just put it that way. It was like a random crime. Right. So, right. I mean, does that, does that, does things like that <clears throat> scare you? Like something like that? Like do you get scared yet? Are you at a point where you're like, I mean, is that why you would want to live in a, in a gated community, it's that's that, that you know is safe. It's got security. Like, do you feel like? Do you feel like at a point you're like, well, you know, I'm I could be a target. You know, I'm a target. Well, um, not, not the the I the answer is yes, but sort of in a different way. I mean, because I'm a public figure, I have um, like random haters like online. Mm-hmm. Like I've had people look up my phone number and call my number. I've had people look up my address and send things to my house. Really? Oh yeah. Like yeah. Hate, hateful things. Like- yeah. Like I like one guy got mad at me on Twitter, and he uh, he looked up my address. I, I I knew who it was from, and he sent me a letter through the mail with no return address, and it started out "Hey dumb fucker," <laughs> and just wrote like this. Nasty letter to me through the mail to my address. You should have made that one of your essays. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> hey, dumb fucker. <laughs> just reprint the letter. I threw it away. Oh man. Yeah. So it is. Gonna, I, that would be hard to read though. Something like that. I'm it's sure it, it was hard. It's going to be nice to be in a gated community. Yeah, you'll yeah. feel. Yeah, but your address will probably still be. I mean, Google. I'm sure Google will find it. Yeah, people will find it. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. You get to a point where it's like you fear because, you know, in some countries, like, didn't you say people that drive sports cars get bricks thrown at them and shit? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I would be like, are we going to get to that point here? I mean, in certain parts of the country. Yeah. I mean, if you drove a Ferrari in San Francisco, you, you, you wouldn't make it out alive. Yeah. I mean, you could drive a Ferrari around here. Yeah. You know, but. Some places, no. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, like I said, I'm going to Vegas. I, I, I really love Vegas. Can't wait to go. Play a little blackjack, play a little craps. Bet on the Yankees. Yeah, that'd be, I, I would like to be able to bet on you and I. You and I should go to Vegas sometime. We yeah, keep saying this. Someday, someday. Yep, yep. Yep, someday. Someday. <laughs> That's all I can say. 
I would like to. Um, it'd be fun to bet on, on baseball and stuff like that. So, so. Betting on baseball is awesome. Yeah. The best time to go to Vegas is in April. Okay. Why is that? Because of the baseball? Because it's the beginning of baseball season, but spring break is over. March Madness is over. NBA playoffs haven't started yet. Mm. NHL playoffs haven't started yet. There's this window in April mm-hmm. where it's quiet, and you can sit in a sports book. You're the only one there. Nobody bothers you, and you just sit there and eat a sandwich and watch baseball. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds sounds like my style. Yeah. A friend of mine lives in St. Louis, and he can he, he was texting me during the first week of the basketball, and he was telling me all the money he won betting on college basketball games. So I guess in Missouri, you can. It was a fan, no sports book, sports book. You ever heard of that place? Yep, that's what it was. He was at a place called Sports Book. So, but yeah, cool. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? Oh man. Well, I mean, I I kind of had a weird couple of days. I mean, I I I I basically accused. I was gonna buy a boat from someone off Craigslist and. I went to go buy it, and I kind of accused them of stealing it, and the deal fell through. Still, you what, what? I don't understand. Well, um, she went. You know, the the person. It was a, a married couple, husband wife, I guess. I you know, I met the husband a couple of nights ago. I looked at the boat. I liked it. He's like, okay, you know, I'll come. I'll come back tomorrow with the money. So the wife was, you know, his wife was uh, gonna meet me at the house you know i was gonna give her the money and take the boat when she she hands me the title and it was it was a different name than it wasn't her name and it wasn't i don't think it was his name it was a total like his name was was gary and the title was randall something i'm like well who's this on the title she's like oh well, that's my husband it's he goes by gary i'm like all right well um but it's a different address on the title anyway it, it was just it was i got a bad feeling like my radar went up yep so anyways i'm like well i'm gonna have to have it notarized this bill of sale needs to be notarized so you have to go to a notary you know and they were like they got real weird about it like they're like i don't have time to go to a notary and you know i'll just my husband said he could do it at work you know he has a notary where he works i'm like uh i don't know i kind of want to see it happen you know, I want to see an ID, basically, is what I'm getting at. Because I don't think your husband is that guy that's on that title. And so, he, anyways, I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to pass. Took the money back, put it back in the bank, and moved on. For, two questions. Why are you getting a boat? Um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> Just a cheap. It's just, it was a cheap boat, small boat. You know, a little. You know, that one that was big enough you could pull a skier or a tuber on, just to to have fun on the river. How and much do they want for it? It was nine thousand dollars. You know, was that's it? a lot of money. It was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But uh, dude, Craigslist is the worst. Yeah, I should just stick to refrigerators and microwaves and shit. No more boats. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think next time I. would get serious about a boat I'll, I'll go to a dealer it, that was a bad experience <laughs> <laughs> and a waste of time I, I don't know anything on craigslist that is not a scam everything well, on i mean craigslist i've bought shit on craigslist before i mean hell i've 
I've sold property on Craigslist. You know, I've sold a house on Craigslist. I mean, it's, you can do it. People look, people use it. It's just, you know, you just gotta, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Like if I, if that was me ten years ago, I would have gone to that house, bought the boat, no questions asked. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have said anything. And you know, and, and honestly, ninety ninety percent of the time, ninety percent chance it would have been fine. I would have had no problems. You know. Who knows? But there's just that part of me that's just like, I don't like this. I don't like this, you know. So, I, I got uncomfortable. So, there you go. Too many things. Too many things didn't seem right. There's more to it. It's a longer story, but it's just, you know, I don't want to. You, my friend, are unscammable. Unscammable? Unscammable. Oh, have I been scammed? Have you ever been scammed? I've only been scammed once in my life, but it was for like a quarter. So I'll tell you the story. I was on the bar in San Francisco. I was, it was like four 30 in the morning. I was going to work and this guy comes up to me and he says, um, he says, I got some change. Can you give me a dollar? Okay. I'm like, okay. So I take out my wallet and I give him a dollar and he gives me like 65 cents. Okay. And then he just takes off. (laughs) You got fucked. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only time in my life that I've been scammed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think I've been scammed by a dentist. (laughs) Are we talking about the same dentist? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that was a scam. I mean, I haven't had a cavity since I left that dentist. Like, I know. I'm like, I got all these feelings in my mouth. Yep. I'm like, I look like I look like a meth head. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I didn't need these, you know, I didn't need them. It pisses me off, but, um, oh, well, I don't know. Scammed. I don't know. I can't really think of any major scams. I mean, I, I did one time, actually I did. I said, somebody called me and said, you know, this is a program. You qualify for this. We, you're, you're, we can get your student loan paid off for free. And I, and, um, well, it wasn't for free, but it was, we got, if you, we can send you, we can get you into a grant that'll pay off your student loan. So I had to, so I had to send $256, you know, and as soon as I hung up, I'm like, I just got scammed. So I, as soon as I hung up, I called the credit card and I canceled the transaction like right away. So like it didn't. It didn't happen, so, but I'm just like, you know, I guess, I guess I was vulnerable, you know, somebody offered to pay off my student loan, but that was, that was a long time ago, I was still in, in school, yeah, that's about it. All right, we're done. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.